0: This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. It is a fantastic, huge, believe me, unbelievable day here. Steve Cypress, along with my one and only unbelievably phenomenal, there's just no other way about it, co-host, Mr. Everett Farnell.
1: It's Steve. It's a pleasure to be here this week and every week where we do amazing stuff for business owners. But I, I gotta tell you, the business owners while they're listening, they need to stand up. They need to not disrespect our podcast. They need to stand up for uh, our podcast while they're listening while it's playing. Now you don't, you, you can do whatever you want to do with the rest of the uh, uh, you know, but but for this fifteen or twenty minutes every week, you got to stand up and listen because we will not have people disrespecting our podcast. Yeah, you just can't, can't do it. Can't do it.
0: You just can't do it. I mean, you can you can do anything you want on the other 165 hours a week, but you you got to stand up for the podcast.
1: For the podcast. yeah, you got to you got to be standing up for our for our 15 minutes. So.
0: Okay, so <laughs> as always, uh, we have a little fun at the beginning of the episode, uh, giving a hint. And this, that was a rather big one. At the topic of the week, in case you haven't realized it yet, the topic this week is this whole Trump versus the NFL part two, where the first time Trump took on the NFL as a team owner in the USFL 30-something years ago, he sued him, won the lawsuit, but the judge awarded $1 damages, and the whole league went out of business, and the NFL rolled along. And Trump, not one known to kind of forget about a slight and let things just roll off the back and forget about it and go on (laughs) like held this grudge for 30-something years, just waiting for a moment to attack (laughs) the NFL and cost them ridiculous amounts of money when their ratings go down and their fans burn their season tickets and and stop watching on TV. And so here came the old Colin Kaepernick. I'm going to kneel during the national anthem to show my disgust for the country. I can't respect a country where there's racial injustice and and the killing of unarmed black men by the cops, and blah, 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 whatever he started out doing. And then Trump comes along and says, yeah, no, you're disrespecting (laughs) National Anthem, period. I don't care why. I don't care what else you think you're doing. I don't care what you're saying. I don't care what you think. I know, you. of course, you have a, a First Amendment right. Of course, it's a peaceful protest. Of course, those are unbelievably fantastic causes that I would think that practically universally, I'm sure there is some sliver of a 0. .00001 percentage of America that somehow thinks that racial inequality is good and that police brutality is a good thing and should be applauded. I'm pretty sure those are great, great issues. However... Rump just comes right out and says, "Yeah, but you can't disrespect the flag." Period. Yeah, and yeah. all hell breaks loose, and the players <laughs> go crazy. Now instead of like two or three here or there, you got hundreds of them. You got the team owners all befuddled. They don't know what to do. Commissioner doesn't know what to do. Ratings start tanking. People start protesting players, the fans and start burning their jerseys and burning their season tickets and canceling their direct TV NFL Sunday ticket package like I did. I didn't burn all my stuff, but I took all my NFL stuff and put it in a box and put it away, and I have not watched the game, and I refuse to watch a game ever again, and they lost tons of money and tons of their prestige of the unbeatable NFL all because Donald Trump just decided to come out and whack them with the old, you can't disrespect the flag, and that's what is known as reframing an issue so this is a topic it's fairly advanced just to begin with i mean wait till you get the advanced tip of the week by going to lessons from but for now we'll talk really basic about this but Everett, even really basically this is already somewhat of an advanced topic and you as a world-class heralded copywriter this is something you do every day when you take the written word and use it to persuade people to give money to the owner of the business, you use this whole issue of pre-framing, reframing. Can you enlighten the listeners with what kind of the basics of what we're talking
1: about? Absolutely. What Trump, once again, proves that he is the most skilled at humbug since P.T. Barnum. He's just amazing. I,
0: I have know. to say, I I, 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 I I was I was wrong. I thought that Trump is not going to win this one. He's up against 32 billionaire team owners who must know something about pr and fighting out in the public and getting their message across and then hundreds of nfl players all with their massive twitter accounts and facebook and they're in front of microphones every day and their beloved followings of fans who love them and love everything they do and they're wearing their jerseys and whatever and you know they're on national tv and there the cameras are going and they can kneel if they want and protest and get all this attention and i I really thought Trump is up against it now. He's not going to win this one, and as usual, like anyone that ever thinks Trump is not going to win anything, is proven wrong all the time. And this time, I have complete egg on my face because apparently Trump already has the whole league bamboozled. The commission puts out a statement, and everyone must stand. And they're playing the team owners are getting together, change the rule, and put some under the stand. You know, the emotions are all going, my people are all going, but the my guys got stand and they won't play or they'll mention it. He's got a few players here and there that will say, oh, yeah, he's not going to stop me. But by and large, I mean, Trump just won is what I thought he was not. Uh, I have to join Trumpers that for three years have thought constantly, oh, now he's out, he's, that'll do it, he's gone, he'll lose, it's all over. But I have to join them who thought Trump actually lost something. And Trump seems to never lose anything, no matter how outrageous and crazy and uphill the battle is.
1: And that's because he's, one of the reasons is because he's a master, as you pointed out, of refraining. It's amazing because everybody was angry. And when I say everybody, I'm talking about the average Joe six-pack, you know, the, the average person, the average conservative Trump supporter was well, angry Well, certainly about, the
0: average NFL fan.
1: Right, right. Okay, perfect. Yeah, the average NFL fan was angry about how the players were behaving. Now, they, he said they, uh, uh, you know, I mean, they said it's ridiculous, and these millionaire, spoiled millionaires who play a kid's game and get paid millions of dollars a year, and now they're going to stand because they're somehow oppressed. Now, I know that's not what the players are saying. That's what the fans were saying. Well, it kind
0: of is, though. They're they're throwing around the word plantation again. They're, you know, oh, it's like a plantation mentality. Like, Uh, really now? I don't, you (laughs) know, I'm not the greatest history buff, but I seem not to remember ever any slave being paid an average of $2.1 million a year. Well, Uh,
1: you know, Ayn Rand and... I also don't remember any
0: team owner ever whipping one of their players. I mean, uh,
1: I... Ayn Rand said in one of her books, for the, for, the, uh, for the people who don't understand the difference between the power of the whip and the power of the dollar, I think that they should learn it on their hides. So uh, I'll just paraphrase Rand as far as my thoughts about NFL players being played. But, yeah, so the average fan was there, was found the behavior distasteful. So Trump...
0: Well, and Trump, like you say, and, and also when they throw around the, the plantation word, if anyone has a better argument with the whole plantation concept, it's the average NFL viewer who is working a 9-to-5 job in a factory or whatever, which is a zillion, bazillion times more like a plantation than is an NFL team.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So now Trump, what, what Trump did is wonderfully latch on to reframe and pander to that bias of the fans, right? The bias of these guys are being of brat. So he reframed the situation to support his market, to support his, his people. It was brilliant. Very high-level stuff. But how can a guy who's running a small business, how can he use that in his small business? And the answer exactly. is...
0: As old as why we're here. that's the question we see trump reframing the issue away from you think it's about x but i'm telling you and i'm telling the whole world it's actually about why no matter what you think you're doing and why you think you're doing it he reframes it and as always you bring up the V point what is the lesson learned from donald trump for small business owners
1: well small business owners have to reframe They're in their presentation they have to reframe quality they have to reframe the work that they're doing they have to reframe price so in the roofing business as a concrete example in the roofing business I reframe a new roof from a construction issue to a health issue and and I, we've gone over this on the on the show many times I focus on that because we actually did it very successfully so I've done it for I don't know how many businesses now we've reframed their business into a different category but when I went out and to see every other- the other roofer was talking to the person about getting a cheap roof on their roof. And I came in and started talking to them about the health of their family. It's a completely different idea. When we started talking about price in the roofing business, my presentation went something like this. We have a lifetime roof that you'll never have to change. That was a red herring. So by the way, that's another way of reframing is I created a price that was so outrageously high that nobody would ever pay it. But it made our otherwise very high priced roof seem ultimately reasonable, right? So, <laughs> like, I, I said, okay, well, here's the lifetime. You'll never have another roof. It's perfect. It's great. It'll never leak. It'll never do anything. And any time from now until the end of time, if there's any problem, you call us and we'll come fix it. That's that price. The next price is a 17-year roof, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And the next price is that that blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, and so now all three of these prices, are higher prices than what they've seen basically from anybody else. Then before they would have a chance to say, oh, but I'd say now, you can get the roof done at this price. And I would write a price that was very close to what they've seen, because right? I, com- I knew what my competitors were charging. So I knew if I was charging $11,000 for a roof, and I knew that the competitors would charge $7,000 for that same roof, I say, okay, here's $19,000 price for the most expensive roof. Here's the $11,000 price, which is the sweet spot that I want to take. Or we can do it for $10,000. You get the value roof that we can put on for you. Or I'll tell you right now, you can get the roof done for $7,000. But if that's the kind of roof that you want to have put on your house, we're probably not the roofers. We're probably not the roofing contractor for you. And I would be happy to give you the name of some roofers who can do it at a price that cheap. Now, what did I just do to every other everybody else who had given them a price that was between $6,000 and dollars I, I just completely, I told the guy that you're having a shit roof put on your house. I reframed the entire thing. I've gone through and reframed the entire presentation to a health presentation instead of a roof presentation, and we close a surprising number of people at eleven thousand dollars when everybody else was charging that
0: So, and you know that's one. It's a it's a great point, and we go into it a lot further and then some in the advanced tip of the week. So, if you haven't already, I highly recommend, as always, go to lessonslearnedfromdonaldtrump.com and contact one of us and get the advanced tip. If you've never even done it before, this would be the week to do it because this tip is already fairly advanced, but what we get into in the advanced tip will revolutionize your business. So here yeah, you see the reframing of every issue in your business when you're doing sales, when you're doing a sales presentation from any, you, we've said it before many times on here, Everett, on this Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, that any home improvement should be reframed as a health issue. Every one Absolutely. of them can be done, and again, we'll help you do it. You go to LessonsLearnFromDonaldTrump.com. Every pricing issue should be reframed. Every issue of buying or not or competition should be reframed. Everything should be reframed to be into your favor and to make the other guy look like a hapless fool or a rip-off con artist or just a bumbling whatever or whatever it is, just like you saw Trump do. Versus the NFL players that have the nerve to disrespect the flag while they are promoting their excellent, just causes, but they're so, doing so it they, the wrong way, and so Trump reframed the issue and wins.
1: Exactly. He, in, in a couple of tweets, he changed them from people who are making a statement about an important issue, and I mean, I to be honest with you, I think the issue, personally, I think it's a little overblown. I know there's some... Well, of uh, course, you know, it's a
0: little overblown, but I'm still are, saying, in general, yeah. nobody could disagree that like, racial injustice is bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm sure
0: exactly. that's universal.
1: 100%. Yeah, so we, we're taking people who are making a statement about something that most people as you said would agree with and then we're turning them with a few tweets he turns them into disrespectful crybabies who are basically spitting on the flag. That's the power of a reprint. It's hard to argue with them to everybody hates them that quick. So if you have not, as Steve said, if you have not yet, go to the website. Get your, t- get your thing scheduled because I'm telling you, this can revolutionize your business. This single item can revolutionize your business, and Steve and I can help you do it from, from to center.
0: And we're looking forward to doing that. So go to lessonslearnedfromdonaldtrump.com. We're looking forward to having you back here next week with another episode of the Lessons Learned From Donald Trump podcast. And for that one, you've been forewarned. You had best be standing up. Had attention, by the way, with your hand over your heart. Whenever you're listening to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and join us next time, unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.